Welcome to Married with Picks podcast, season two, episode four, week two. Um, so before we get started, remember to like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and you can listen to us anywhere where you listen to your podcasts. Um, so before we get into week two, I thought we'd do a quick recap of week one. Um, so first of all, you didn't bring your wallet up, did you? Uh, I didn't. Well, I ate $20. You owe me 20 bucks. On Denver, right? Yep. Took the Giants. <clears throat> that pick looks even worse after the Thursday night game where the Giants just gave the game back to the Redskins. Um, so, and then as far as our best bets of the week, um, I had Denver, which won, um, along with Carolina, which also won, and Jacksonville. And that's the type of thing that you got to just talk me out of. Like, that was just a bad pick, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you had Carolina, which hit, Miami, which hit. And Indy, which did not hit. So we're both two for three on those. Um, underdog picks, you had Miami and Indy. So you hit one, missed one. I had the Browns, which did hit. Um, you suggested that they shouldn't get trapped on the San Fran game. Um, and That's exactly Detroit what that was. did come back in that one. Um, and then bold predictions. If you had stopped with your first bold prediction, because your first bold prediction, bold prediction was that the um, Lions would cover. Um, but then you went on to say that Arnold would throw for four touchdowns, which didn't happen. But and, he won the game. And Denver did not get their defensive touchdown. Yeah, Carolina took the, the foot off the accelerator in that one and almost bit him because the Jets put two touchdowns on the board late. Um yeah, well, it wasn't exactly the... Uh, they're up 16 nothing, and then they just stopped. So, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't a massive game, no. Um, so, all right. That's our recap of week one, and let's move on to week two. But overall, I mean, I think I'm actually kind of excited because week one's hard because you don't know what to expect. We did pretty good on week I one. Felt, I felt like we were spot on on a lot of the plays and not even like you're reviewing the picks that we kind of were trying to say, OK, here's our three best picks. Right. But we talked about a lot of games. I mean, we like the Rams. Um, there was a bunch of other games. I wish I had a sheet in front of me that we talked about and were um, leaning towards. So. From an overall week standpoint, I feel like we were pretty spot on. Yeah. So with a couple exceptions like the Colts, the bumps. Yeah. I mean, it gets easier as you go on because you have more information on these teams. So if we're starting out good, then hopefully it'll be a good season. All right. So let's get into week two. Um, so first game on the list is New Orleans at Carolina. Um, it opened as a pick and it is currently at minus three in favor of the Saints. Um, so my thoughts on this um, are that the Saints are of a much better defense than um, the Panthers faced last week. So I think it's going to be a tougher <coughs> matchup for Darnold. He did not look great in the revenge game against the Saints. I don't think he's going to look or his revenge game against the Jets. I don't think he's going to do any better um, against the Saints. And I think Sean Payton could have him seeing ghosts like Bill Belichick did a couple seasons ago. Um, so I'm going to take the Saints there. All right. I'm on the other side. I like Carolina. 
Um, I think that a lot of people are going to take the Saints, uh, like you suggested, fresh off that Jameis Winston. What do you have? Five touchdowns last week. He looked really good. And they, five they touchdowns, 148 yards. That was a bizarre stat line. Yeah. So, I mean, they were playing in Jacksonville. It wasn't in the dome, but now they're traveling to Carolina. And I think what I'm trying to do is not get caught up in week to week, which is what you can't do in the NFL. But I, I think a lot of people are getting going to get trapped this week. Just looking at last week's game and think and thinking that, you know, the teams that played well, there's going to be a lot of similar results. There's a lot of things I didn't like about that New Orleans game. I mean, they, they blew them out. So it's hard not to like the performance by Jameis Winston. And we were both high on Jameis Winston coming into this season. So I don't really want to slam him too much here. But Carolina, to me, is going to be a team that as the coach gets better, remember, he's still kind of figuring his way out on the, the play calling during the game. Denard's picking up a new offense and CMC is just coming back. They always say that, you know, you need a year after you come back off a serious knee injury like CMC did from the injury he suffered last year. So is he going to be stellar back to where he was playing through this year? Probably not, but he's going to keep kicking the rust off. And I think that New Orleans is going to be in trouble here. Open up with a pick. I think that was the right line. You know, you're going to give me three and a half. I see three and a half now. In most places, looks like three in some places. So who knows by Sunday, this is Friday night. If you're going to get that hook, I'm all over Carolina. Are we going to save the hook here? Because this is a $20 bet. You going to give me the hook? Uh, So it's only fairs. What what are you seeing? Three and a half? All right. I'll give you the hook. All right. I'll get Carolina. We'll run it back. All right. Next game up is Houston at Cleveland. Um, It opened at minus 13 and it is at minus 13. Um, it's a big line. So while I do think that Cleveland wins this game, I don't think I can touch, touch it at that, that number. You can't touch it at that. I mean, let's remember who we're talking about. I know they're improved, but this is the Cleveland Browns 13 point favorites on anybody. I mean, you feel good laying 13 points with the Browns and you probably need to stop gambling. I mean, I I would, if I had to, Take a play. I take Houston. I'm not going to make it like one of my plays, but I like Houston here. I think even though they're they're coming from a bad place and Watson's not playing, I think that's something that we saw um, last week that they at least have their act together and are going to beat up on some bad teams. Well, I don't think Cleveland is a bad team. I mean, I think Cleveland. No, they're not. I'm just comparing a, it to Jacksonville. Like, they're, 13 points is a lot of points in lot the of NFL, points. right? Yeah, it's a lot of points. I mean, but I mean, I think Cleveland is a good team. I think they have all the pieces in place. I think their one weakness is at quarterback. Um, but I think in this game, they're going to run the ball. And they're I mean, going to be able to win run the this ball. game. I mean, they're going to win this game, right? But I, it's too many points. Yeah, I can't take it. At that 13. number might go up. Who knows? Mm, I don't love know. the bet, Cleveland. All right. So next game up is Cincinnati at Chicago. It opened at minus four in favor of Chicago. It's down to minus two and a half. Um, so to me, these are two bad teams taking on each other. I was, I kind of got talked off my Cincinnati last week because I was afraid that Minnesota was going to be better on defense, but I saw the same old um, Vikings team. So I think the biggest question is how much pressure Chicago can get on Joe Burrow because he seems to struggle in that case. It is also the Andy Dalton revenge game, but I think he already had his revenge game last year when he was with the um, Cowboys. And he actually did win that game. Um, so I'm not going to touch this one either. If I had to make a pick, it would be Cincinnati. 
Um, I would like it closer to three. Do you have any thoughts on this game? I don't like it. I don't like either of the teams. I mean, Cincinnati's young. I want to take Cincinnati just because I'm not a big fan of Chicago or the Red Rocket, but um, I don't really even want to waste much time on this game. So, no, I don't have a pick here. All right. So, next game up is Las Vegas at Pittsburgh. And um, Oakland played on Monday night. um, And I did put in a last-minute play on the Oakland – I call them Oakland – Vegas money line because – my opinion of Oakland from last year, I'm going to keep doing it, um, is that they're very inconsistent. It's like the Chargers. The teams that you expect them to lose to, they compete against. And then the games that you expect them to win, they just get blown out. Um, so they obviously won a weird game. Um, a lot of these games have been weird. Against the Ravens. That was Monday night. Now they're traveling to the... Traveling to the East Coast uh, to take on Pittsburgh at one o'clock. Um, so, not that Pittsburgh's a bad team, but I think um, it's just I can see, you know, people being high on them for what they did on Monday night. And I think they're going to come in here and I think they're going to get smoked. So, I am taking Pittsburgh at the minus six, which is where it currently is. I love matchups like this. Like, Steelers versus Raiders, right? Nothing smells more like 1970s football. The old steel curtain defense uh, playing against the Raiders. But here's here's what I feel like. Vegas basically got a lot of turnovers with, with uh, Lamar and the Ravens fumbling the ball. And they were their whole offense is running through Waller, right? And he's great. And I didn't see a lot of he had twenty targets. Teams. Is that yeah, right? Well, he was running all over the place. That's you, incredible. So here's my point: Do you think Tomlin and Pittsburgh's going to allow the one facet offense take off in Pittsburgh? You know they're going to double team him like all the time. So I, I just I I can't take Vegas here. I, I mean, if you watch the game, he was just he was Waller. He was staring him down the whole time. I don't know how it was so successful and why they didn't adjust and put more uh, attention to Waller. But they do have a little bit of a run game. I'm not really scared of Pittsburgh at home. I think Pittsburgh, um, you know, they, they had a great game last week against Buffalo. Do they have a letdown here against against Vegas at home? I don't think so. I'm not. It's not a real strong play, but I, I would lean towards Pittsburgh here. Okay. All right. So next game up is Buffalo at Miami. Um, division matchup. Open at minus two and a half in favor of Buffalo. It's at three. Um, Buffalo for the last two years has dominated Miami. There was only one close game last year, and that was when um, Fitzpatrick was the quarterback for Miami. They uh, Miami only lost that game by four points. And I mean, my opinion on this one is Buffalo has to win. Um, I mean, they came into this year as probably one of the most popular teams to make a run. They lost last week. Um, Kind of a weird game, too, because they were leading that game for the most part. There was a fluky play. And then next thing you know, Pittsburgh's ahead. Um, So, I mean, I think it's a must win for them. 
And so I'm going to take them. Must win. We're in week two. I know, but you can't. I mean, you can't have a, a team that's one of the top contenders in the league go 0-2 to start the season. Ah, it's the AFC East, too. You got plenty of time to make up that ground. I'm going on Miami. They're playing at home. Buffalo's going to come down to Miami, and they're going to be in trouble. I think there's going to be, you know, tough game after losing that game last week. They were favored at home. I think Miami is the could be the class of the division here, sneaking up on everybody else because they have so much young talent. And let's be honest. I mean, Miami is all about Tua. If he's successful and doesn't turn the ball over, they're going to be successful because they have enough pieces around him. I'm not very sold on Tua, but because the game's at home, um, I like Miami's defense. And the bottom line is it's three and a half here, too. I mean, this is just like the Carolina-New Orleans game where I'm looking at the home dog and saying they shouldn't be giving up points at home. I understand why they are. I mean, Buffalo's first place, and you know they're the touted team in the AFC East. But I like Miami here. You want to give me a hook? No, I'm not giving you a hook. You give me three? Three. All right. Bet number two. All right. <laughs> All right, so next game up is the L.A. Rams traveling to Indianapolis. It opened at minus three in favor of L.A. It's at minus three and a half in favor of L.A. Um, Sean McVay got to show off his shiny new toy last week in Matt Stafford. Um, It looked pretty good. Carson Wentz didn't look very good last week. Um, So... Coach has a little more whispering to do there, I guess. Um, Also, Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell um, were put on the injury list today and are questionable for Sunday. What is it? It's not COVID related, is it? Uh, I don't know. They popped up today, so I don't know. This is the protocol. I'm just thinking the protocols. Well, I don't think so because it was the injury list is questionable. So I I don't know. Um, But... Um, I'm going to stick with L.A. I think um, they looked pretty good. Stafford was airing it out, and I just don't think Carson Wentz is that good. He didn't do well against Seattle. I think the Rams have a much better defense than Seattle does, so I think he's going to struggle again this week. Let's hear your thoughts. Well, being a the devout Eagles fan that I am, I know that Carson Wentz cannot beat Seattle. He's, he struggles against that, that look, the team. He can't play against them. And he's had success against the Rams. The last time he played was last year, and he didn't look that great, but he was off the entire season. So but that was the Jared Goff Rams, not the Matt Stafford Rams. Well, listen, I'm not trying to compare Indy to Rams. I think if you're an idiot, you would sit here and try to make that uh, pick of Indianapolis is better than the Rams, at, especially at this point in the season. The Rams played against that stout. Bears defense and look pretty good. And they're definitely a team that's that is going to be a favorite of ours. Um, as we you know, discuss them heavily in the preseason and look for them to win a lot of games coming up here. But this is not one for me. I'm gonna stay with Indy. I feel like I really liked Indy last week, but I should have seen I know I know that he struggles against the Seattle defense. I should have seen that coming, but I feel like He's going to get back on the horse, and the Colts' defense is being overlooked here. The Colts' defense is on a lot of national syndicates that I'm listening to. They're not really giving them a lot of credit. So it's early, and maybe they're not that good, but I'm still sticking with Indy. This is another area where their home team is getting three and a half, and I think you jump on these teams, they're going to give you more than a hook, uh, more more than a field goal at home. 
um, in a tough matchup. This is interconference, right? I love Indy at home. I, I like this game. I, I'm not going to say I love it because I love the Rams and I'm, I know I'm going to pick the Rams, but I just, this is the feeling that I get is that I really liked Indy last week. I feel like everybody's going to jump off Indy and Carson and everybody is, and, and the team that's coming to town is the Rams that everybody's going to fall in love with as they see Matt Stafford get the hold of this offense, but it's still early in the season. And there were still plays left on the field against that Chicago Bears defense. Let's not let's not anoint them yet. I I think this is a spot in the schedule week two. As long as Carson Wentz doesn't turn the ball over, they win this game. All right, and that's going to be my bold prediction. Okay. All right. So next game up is San Francisco traveling to Philly. It opened at minus four in favor of San Fran. It is at minus three in favor of San Fran. And I'll let you take the lead on this one since it's the Eagles. Well, listen, I really feel strongly that the Atlanta Falcons did everything they could in the second half of last week's game to let the Eagles win this. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because they totally stopped running the ball after the Eagles came out at halftime. They were up uh, 15 to six. They scored a touchdown coming out of halftime and Atlanta completely abandoned the run, which was what the Eagles were giving them. They were giving them the run and they weren't giving them the pass. So they played it right. And, you know, I just think that Atlanta is going to be the dreck of the NFL, if not Jacksonville, but they're going to be right up there. So I don't want to overplay the Eagles win from last week. This is probably a loss on the schedule. I do see an avenue where they could win the game. I'm, Listen, and here's why, and I'm going to give you a specifics why. Mika Ryans is the defensive coordinator for San Francisco. They took their foot off the break. They let uh, Goff and Detroit get back in the game. They were blowing them out two different times. Like Detroit made a run um, to get into the 20s, and then San Fran scored another touchdown, and Detroit came back and covered. Um, And Detroit, I don't think, is that good. So I think San Fran has – issues that they're going to have to work out on defense. They do have a lot of talent and their defensive line is also awesome. Jordan Mulata, who's the young kid that they drafted three, four years ago. And when he was 17 coming out of Australia, they taught him how to play tackle. And he looks like he could be the best tackle in the league. If you guys don't know Jordan Mulata, pay attention to him because the guy is a physical specimen. You can't even get around him, but he has this, some of these guys that are really big, they're kind of fat and soft and they don't move as quick. This guy was a rugby player and has quick feet. So it's, it's actually an unbelievable sight to watch. He reminds me a lot of Jason Peters at his prime, a really big guy that can move his feet fast. So I think there is a case to be made here for Philadelphia to win this game. It's another game. that's a, th- a home dog for three points. That would be the trend. I would not take San Fran here, but I'm not going to make it a pick. Okay. All right. I mean, my thoughts on this game are, I guess we have to figure out was Philly that good last week or was Atlanta just that bad? And I think it's a, that Atlanta is just that bad. Um, and that was kind of my prediction um, when we talked about that on an earlier podcast. He didn't turn the ball over and the game went perfect for him to be successful. You know, let's see when a bigger team comes in well, and they get behind, if they can show the same moxie and get down the field and score. I mean, San Fran is a team that I struggle with in every category. Um, but I think that Kyle Shanahan's a good coach. I think his weak spot again is the quarterback. I don't know that Jimmy G's that good. Um, 
I don't want to touch the game if I my I would lean towards Philly as the underdog, but I'm not confident in it at all. So I'm I will not tell you this it. fact just because I want to be able to say it sometime <laughs> this season. The Philadelphia Eagles are one and oh and are sole possession of first place in the NFC East. Don't forget that. <laughs> Might be the last time we can say it. Okay. Um, so all right. So you're not making a pick on that either. No. Okay. I would take if you had to take Philly, don't take San Fran. Okay. Well, I definitely won't take Philly if the big Philly fan sitting next to me won't take Philly. So we got two days All before right. kickoff. I might um, go on. All right. So next game is Denver at Jacksonville. Now Denver open as minus two and a half favorite. It the line is up to six. Obviously a reaction to last week because Denver pretty much dominated the Giants yeah. and um Jacksonville. Giants looked pretty bad against the Texans who are not that great. Um, so I liked Denver last week. I'd like them again this week. Um, Denver has a better defense than the Texans for sure. I just don't know that Denver should be six point favorites on the road to anybody. So that's what makes me struggle with it. Um, but I don't, I don't see Jacksonville's path to victory. So I'm kind of torn. I want to go Jacksonville here in this spot, but they're so bad. And the Urban Meyer looked like he didn't have a clue against the Texans again, who are not going to be a powerhouse this year. And they just annihilated Jacksonville. So you got the young kid, Trevor Lawrence there. I, I think that this looks like too many points. We saw Denver. They didn't look that great. Um, they were playing to get. They beat up a Giants I team. Thought Teddy Bridgewater looked pretty good. Yeah, but they were playing. Well, the you Giants. didn't. See, I mean, I watched a lot of this game on my phone because you were watching the Eagles game. Yeah. So I thought he looked good, but I think that's that's what Denver wants to do. They want to play defense, and they want him to manage the game for him, and that's what he did. I did see they a did wide lose, open touchdown by Handler that he dropped in the middle. They of the lost end zone. Jerry Judy, but I think they have some other players. Is Judy um, playing this week? No. Mm-mm. He's out. I wouldn't touch this with a 10-foot pole. But um, they have KJ Hamler. They had that other uh, Patrick, who's been there, for, been there for a while. He had quite a few catches. They have the tight end, um, Fant. So, I don't know. Like I said, I lean towards Denver. I, I kind of want to take it, even though it is minus six. Um, it just seems high for Denver on the road. This is one I would consider holding your nose. Don't watch the game. Take Jacksonville and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely it's not going to do points. that. But I'm, I'm, I, it's not a play. All right. So next game up is New England um, at the Jets. It opened at minus three and a half. It's up to minus six. Um, and I don't really know, like, what's the explanation for that? Because, I mean, New England lost last week to Miami. The Jets kind of tried to make a comeback, so it seems like weird line movement to me. that Boston money coming in? Um, it is Belichick versus the rookie, who he's he's been very good at that. Um, also, Belichick usually takes out the best player from the other team, so um, Corey Davis had a big game last week. I think that's who they'll focus on taking out, so... I guess it's the same thing. Like, does this New England Patriots team really deserve to be six-point favorites on the road? Yeah, like, I want to take the Jets here just because, again, mm-hmm. New England's favored by six on the road. They're not that good. It's a rookie quarterback, right? Does a rookie quarterback start in week two after he lost week one at home? Comes into a team being a six-point favorite? It just it's seems ludicrous game. to me. 
And it's a and it's a division game, which we all know my philosophy on division games. I mean, it's not my philosophy; it's my philosophy. But the division games, you never know what's going to happen. A lot of times, they play a lot closer than what you think. So when you see a lot of these upsets, a lot of those happen where you get blindsided by a play. It's you know six point dog wins wins the game. It's usually in division matchups. So, I mean, the Jets stink, and I this this is really. Do I said on the previous game, this is one where you take Jacksonville and you hold your nose, but I don't really believe in them that much. This one just is ludicrous to me that the line is six with a rookie quarterback in New England. I don't think they're that good that this is one that I would say, hey, some miracle is going to happen or Jets keep it inside six. Uh, I wouldn't take New England here at all. I wouldn't touch them with a 10 foot pole, but I know a lot of people. It's a popular pick this week. A lot of people I hear liking them. Obviously, the lines jump, like you said, what, three and a half to six. Mm -hmm. So people are betting New England. I would let it keep going. It's probably going to go up to seven. Take the Jets. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I lean New England, but it's a big line. You always lean New England and your boyfriend, Bill Belichick. Um, All right. So next game up is. Minnesota at Arizona. It opened at minus two and a half. It's at minus three and a half. And I'm kind of surprised that this line hasn't moved more um, after what Arizona did last week. Um, I mean, they really dominated that game. Chandler Jones had five sacks. Two of them were sack fumbles on Tannehill. They, um, Tennessee couldn't get the run game going. Um, they just couldn't do much. So it was a very dominating um, defensive performance by the Cardinals. Um, I mean, this Chandler Jones guy, five sacks a game isn't exactly sustainable, but um, if they can replicate what they did to the Titans um, at all on the Vikings, I think they have a clear path to success in this game. Um, Move your phone away from the microphone. So, do you have any thoughts? After last week's, you know, Minnesota being true to what they are, you know, not very good on the road. I don't see how you can go anywhere other than Arizona here. But you start going over a field goal, this could definitely be one of those that kind of play inside three. So, I'd worry about it, even though I, I'm a, I think we all like Arizona and how they looked last week. I mean, it was I, shocking. I, touch it, I mean, they looked really good. Yeah, well, the quarterback's progressing. We talked. Kyler a, Murray, I talked a lot about Kyler really Murray good. in the preseason one too. You know, he had, I think twenty touchdowns two years ago, twenty four this uh, last year. So, uh, you know, one of the predictions was he'd get into thirty touchdowns, which looks like he's not going to have a problem getting there with the extra game. So I think this it just sets up perfectly kind of for the same script as last week because if they can shut down the run game, they can shut down Dalvin Cook like they did Derrick Henry. Um, and if they get through to Kirk Cousins the way they got through to Tannehill, um, I think Cousins is a lesser quarterback. Um, it could be could be brutal. I wouldn't make it a play, but I, it's it's getting to the point where it's too many points again. Yeah, I like Arizona a lot there. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I think I mean it was it was kind of surprising. I mean they're in that very good division and they were kind of at the bottom of the list. And now I think you gotta. Well, gotta the one wonder. thing you gotta I think we gotta keep an eye on is the AFC West, right? They look like they're gonna again be the best division in the NFC. So if they're gonna, I mean, steam, they got four like great teams over there. Yeah, they got four teams. I mean, it that, they legitimately have four teams division. to make the playoffs. <laughs> and then like you guys have four teams that basically suck. The NFC East <laughs> is not very good. So. All right, let's go to Tampa, Atlanta. All right, so we have Atlanta at Tampa Bay. 
Um, it opened at minus 10 and a half in favor of Tampa Bay. It's at minus 12 and a half on my sheet, but I've seen it at 13. Um, I mean, Atlanta looked like crap last week. They only scored two field goals. Um, when the Tom Brady Tampa Bay Bucks played them last year, they won both games. One was kind of close, 31 to 27. The other one was 44 to 27. So I definitely think Tampa Bay wins. Um, and even though it is Tom Brady and it is in Tampa Bay, it's a big line. It's too big. Yeah. So I don't think you can take it. I mean, you could probably put take a couple- Atlanta. Oh, I can't take Atlanta they stink, either. But they'll call, it's a division game. That's all. That's the only way I can argue this. But it's it's thirteen points. Tampa's much better than Atlanta, but it's too many points. I, I don't know. I just I don't know. Here's the situation. I this think, is why I'll tell you to take Atlanta because in the Eagles game, actually, I'm sorry, in the Tampa game against Dallas, in the second play of the game. One of their starting cornerbacks, their best cornerback, yeah, got hurt. Murphy punting or something. Yeah. And I never understood why men have hyphenated last names. Yeah. But. I mean, listen, if they want to blitz and leave these guys out on an island, teams are going to beat them. And that's, that's what Dak almost did because they got careless. They got carefree and just started throwing the blitz on every play in the second half. And Dak was beating them. And he had a good quarterback. That's what worries me here because I think you have more than capable receivers on the outside. Uh, with Gage and um, you got it right, Cage. Yeah, usually say Cage. Yeah, and and uh, you got to look at some point for the tight end to start producing Pitts, uh, the rookie who they drafted out of Florida. So I just think that they could keep it close. I mean, I don't think they're really threatened to win the game. Maybe they're up at halftime, but and then Tampa, you know, kind of takes over. But it's a lot of points. It's probably going to go up over fourteen by the time kickoff happens. Open the 10 and a half, right? It's 12 and a half. I see it flashing at 13 in a place. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe you take that game, the Cleveland game, you put them in a teaser. I like it. Um, and tease those numbers down tease a little bit. Tease the dogs. Um, no, I say tease the dogs. Take the points. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think Atlanta's just a shit show at this what? point. But, all right. Um, they so, are. They are. So, next game up is Tennessee traveling to Seattle. It opened at minus three and a half in favor of Seattle. It's at minus six and a half in favor of Seattle. I like the line movement because it gives me more points on this one. Um, So I kind of feel like I felt in the Buffalo game. Tennessee has to win this game. Um, And I think they're going to fare better against the Seattle defense than they did against the Arizona defense. I don't think Seattle's going to be able to do what Arizona did to them. Um, hopefully, it was actually Taylor Lewan who was a, a good tackle um, who got hurt last year. This was his first game back last week, and he was the one that pretty much got beat by Chandler Jones. Um, so hopefully he plays a little better. So I think it'll be a competitive game. I think Tennessee will be able to score on Seattle. Um, what worries me is um, I heard on the radio Seattle's record at home and Seattle's record in home openers was pretty stellar. Um, and then somebody, one of Russell Wilson's close friends died this week. So that kind of thing worries me. Like, is he doing it for his friend? So that's like his extra motivation. So that has me a little worried, um, but I will still take the points and take Tennessee. All right. So you made a, a comparison between the situations of Buffalo going to Miami and Tennessee going to Seattle, which I think was a good one, right? They're 
then kind of pontificate on what I think you mean is both of those teams are teams that you expect to go far this season. They both started 0 and 1 and uh, would be tough. You don't really expect them to go 0 for 2. We all know the percentages of making the playoffs after you start a season 0, 0 and 2. So they're both kind of in the same place going on the road. A team, you expect big things, but they lost week one. And let me ask you this. So the question is, if I was to tell you that Buffalo and Tennessee, the two teams you were comparing, Mm -hmm. one of them would win and one of them would lose this week. Who has a better chance of winning? Buffalo in Miami or Tennessee in Seattle? (laughs) Keep in mind, we're talking lines, right? So Buffalo is minus three. So they're favored going on the road. Tennessee getting six. I'm going to go Tennessee. Tennessee has a better shot at winning? I think so. I mean, what we learned learned about Tennessee is that they didn't, their defense still sucks. So, I mean, it's going to be a shootout, but I think that they can put up some offense in this game. I mean, Arizona really shut them down on offense. Where was Julio? What did Julio do? Nothing. Uh, that's frustrating. I think AJ Brown caught, caught one touchdown. I mean, there was a couple points in that game where it seemed like they might get back into it, and then it was like another sack fumble, and then Arizona scores. And I'm then, expecting big things out of Julio Jones. He better start showing up, or he's going to be looked at as the old man. You know, maybe he is the old man, and this was the problem in Atlanta. You know, we're going to find out real soon. But he should be producing, especially with AJ Brown on the other side taking coverage away from him. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't think Ryan Tannehill had enough time to get the ball to him. So, but I, I mean, Seattle's just not going to be able to do that. So I think this game is going to be a back and forth shootout. You sure as hell didn't run the ball, Tennessee. I mean, it was pretty incredible what Arizona did. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we got to step them up a notch. Because, Arizona. I mean, with a team like Tennessee, generally you can't, you know, stack the box, stop Henry, and then Tannehill can air it out to the receivers. But somehow they managed to, to shut it down completely. Is this a play for you? Yes. Tennessee. Yes. Okay, I'm laying away. And I'm not saying staying away. I hope Tennessee I'm wins. I'm not saying Tennessee wins, but I think it it'll be a close game. It'll be a three point game. So I, I mean, I love the fact that the line went up. Yeah, at the end of the day, I think these are two playoff quality caliber teams. I'm staying away. I mean, Den- uh, Tennessee's defense really though that just keeps getting worse. I think so. All right, <clears throat> next game is Dallas. At the Chargers, um, minus three, it opened at now it's minus three and a half. So we have Demarcus Lawrence out for the Cowboys. Um, I think Dallas kept up with Tampa Bay last week. I think they can keep up with the Chargers. So I kind of see this game being a bit of a shootout too. So I would take the points and take Dallas on this one. And again, just thinking it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I see it's it's going up to three and a half. It opened to three, three and a half scares me a little bit. Um, but I would never take Dallas in this situation. I wasn't that impressed as the final score in the Dallas game last week says. It was a tight game. But when you come back and look at the, you know, look at the tape and and follow up on what actually well, happened. I mean, technically, the Dallas could have won that game. They had a couple. They definitely could have won. But I mean, Tampa Tampa played very, very suspect defense in my mind. That the yeah, risks their defense that they was took not what I expected no because Todd Bowles um, 
Well, he's trying to get to the quarterback, which they couldn't get to him before he had time to release the ball. And he's getting burned by these quarterbacks. They cannot keep doing that if they think that they're going to beat teams in the NFL. You're going to have to play it a little smarter, keep the keep some guys back to help those cornerbacks that are struggling. So I, I anyway, it's not about Tampa. It's about I think Dallas, even though they look good and Dak Dak looked good. And he made the plays. I'm not taking anything away from him, but I think they could have played a little more uh, better strategic football defense. And I know that the Chargers are not going to make the same mistake. So if I had to play here, I would take the Chargers. Okay. Um, All right. So next game up is the Sunday night game. It is Kansas City at Baltimore. It opened at minus two and a half in favor of Kansas City. It is at minus four. Um, so these teams have played a few times in recent years. Baltimore has lost the last three times they played. One of them was a close game that went to overtime. Um, second one was a comeback, um, kind of like garbage time. And the third one was a blowout in favor of Kansas city. Um, personally, I think the Ravens are overrated. Um, their left tackle, Ronnie Stanley is questionable for this game. And they lost Marcus Peters at cornerback, I think for the season. Um, so I was pretty confident in picking the chiefs until I heard that in Vegas, 95% of the money is on the chiefs. So, I mean, that worries me to the extent you think like games are fixed by Vegas. Like what side does Vegas want to win this game? 95%, huh? Yeah. It's a lot of money. So that that's what backs me off. Well, I mean, I looking at this game before I heard that comment. I love Kansas City. Yeah, love them because yeah, I was in I, the same I, position. I, I'm with I'm with you. I just don't like Baltimore, and the injuries keep mounting up. And if Lamar Jackson is going to fumble the ball, can't hold on to it like he thing, displayed against the Raiders. Yeah, and the other thing not is, win anything. The Ravens like to blitz. Um, And in the past, they've kind of stuck with that game plan and it doesn't really work so well against Patrick Mahomes. So if they kind of unless they adjust their approach, um, I don't see them them winning this game. But you know what the Ravens win total for the season is? What? Eleven. Yeah, I don't see it. I I think everybody (laughs) thinks of the Ravens as the team that they were two years ago. They weren't that last year. I don't think they're going to be that this year. Um, So. I worry without the backs and the prominent like Mark Ingram, when they were running really well, they had Mark Ingram running off of Lamar Jackson. And you need at least one running back back there. A lot of times they'll go, they'll put two guys in the backfield with Lamar Jackson. They start running this. So, you know, they've shown in the past that Harbaugh will almost run like a wing T back there. It looks like at some point. So that well, they have multiple options now with Gus Edwards going down and uh, J.K. Dobbins are two best options. I just don't see it. I know they brought in a lot of like older stiffs to come in and compete like Le'Veon Bell, right? Well, they, yeah, they had Le'Veon Bell and Devonta Freeman on the practice squad. They brought Devonta Freeman up um, Latavius the other Murray, day. Right? They have Latavius he's, Murray. He's there. They have that rookie that I think they like, but I don't think he's so good at pass protection. So yeah. He lost kind of some touches to and this Chavis is Andy Murray. Reed prime time. So yeah, I mean, I really like Kansas City, but that ninety five percent thing really has me worried. So I mean, I wouldn't play the Ravens, 
just because of that, but I would I might lay off Kansas City in that situation. The mentor Andy Reid going against the mentee Harbaugh. I just think that Harbaugh always looks out coached. I know they had the one tough, uh, tight game, but uh, it's almost like he's enamored when he plays Andy. I, I like I like the Chiefs here. I know ninety five percent is uh, the money in Vegas is on the Chiefs, and that's normally enough for me to just shut up and take the other way. But I just don't see how Baltimore wins this game and covers. Yeah, so trap game of the week. Yeah, exactly. All right. So last so take game, the Ravens. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Um, so last game on the list is the Monday night game, and this is Detroit at Green Bay. It opened at minus 10 in favor of Green Bay. It's at minus 11 in favor of Green Bay. Um, so before so, you get into your analysis, can I just say something? Sure. It's, how many points did Green Bay lose by last week? A lot. Yeah, so I definitely... And they're coming in the next week and they're 11-point favorites? Well, Has that ever happened in the NFL? Other than like maybe a quarterback change, like if the quarterback hasn't changed, do you think that's ever happened where a team gets blown out by 30 points and then the very next week comes back and they're 11 and a half point favorites? I'm sure it has. That makes but no I think sense, that's, though. Take, I mean, take that's the, the title Aaron Detroit Rogers. and Green Bay out of it. Like, it's forget the Aaron the Rodgers factor. Oh, I just, I'm not taking Green Bay. I wouldn't touch them with a 10 foot pole. Well, so here's the thing. Like, I. I had Green Bay last week because I thought we were going to see that Aaron Rodgers that has something to prove out on the field. We didn't see that. After the game, they asked Matt LaFleur about the game. He said it was embarrassing. They asked Aaron Rodgers about that comment, and he said he can call it what he wants. I call it one game. So that kind of comment kind of worries me. I feel like maybe the dysfunction, um, in that team is going to um, reach the field this year. So as much as I think the Aaron Rodgers um, Green Bay Packers is going to dominate the Jared Goff Detroit Lions, I got to see Aaron Rodgers play like Aaron Rodgers before I, I touch that. Man, last week he looked like he was still on the MVP tour. Going around on the MVP tour, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies, hosting Jeopardy. He didn't look like he had any want of that football team or that Saints defense. I don't see how he just mentally – I know it's Aaron Rodgers and he's the greatest, you know, next to Tom Brady. But I don't see how you can comfortably lay 11 points here against anybody. Even if it was Jacksonville coming in this situation, I would be all over Jacksonville. I'll take Detroit. I don't like Detroit in general. Who could? But with golf, they got enough that they could put some points on the board. Uh, Swift looked really good running the ball, and we know Green Bay can't stop the run, run baby. This is a bad matchup for Green Bay. They just got their ass kicked, right? And if he's really checked out and has not put the effort and time and the heart into this team, Talking about Aaron Rodgers, they're going to get their ass kicked again. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe, maybe Aaron Rodgers is trying to prove that they should have traded him when they had the chance. I don't know. But yeah, yeah I'm not going to touch the tank. it. It's a big line. Maybe he is on the tank. All right. So he's cut. The, I think the way they redid their contract anyway is that he's going to get cut at the end of this year. So who knows? I don't know. I, Aaron Rodgers is like a the total like diva, and I think that's usually what happens. Like you get too big for your own britches. Um, you got to be down to earth like Tom Brady. 
So I'll right. be as cool as Tom. Um, so best bets of the week, Steve. My best bet was going to be Kansas City until you said 95% of the money's on it, but I'm going to keep it with Kansas City. Okay. All right. That's it. Just How about one. You? All right. I got Pittsburgh as my best bet. Uh, are we giving, is it one best bet or are we giving well, your picks? As many as you like. All right. Well, I mean, I like, I like Kansas City. I like Miami. I'm going to play Indy because I'm just not ready to jump off Carson Wentz yet. I think that a lot of teams will overlook. I think a lot of people will overlook Indy because of the way he played. He's going to put it together. I still believe that that um, Frank Reich is the Carson Wentz whisperer. So we're going to roll with them I coined this that week. phrase, by the way. You did. I like Carolina again. I liked them last week. I like them this week. Uh, and I like Detroit. I'll take the points. All right. So mine are Pittsburgh, New Orleans. So we differ on that one. And Arizona. Um, underdog. Underdog is Carolina. Okay, my underdog's gonna be Tennessee. All right. And your bold prediction. Colts beat the Rams. All right. My bold prediction is that the Cleveland running backs combine for four touchdowns. Ooh, I like that one. Let me take a look at this list real quick. I will tell you that Devonta Smith in the Eagles game. Will have over 100 yards receiving. He scored his first touchdown last week in his first game. He's going to go for over 100 yards against San Francisco. All right. I like it. All right. All right. So that'll do it for us for week two. Um, remember to like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, feel free to comment, and you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Peace out. Peace out.